This is the Ryan Tubridy Show on Virgin Radio. Virgin Radio. Welcome back, friends. You're listening to the Ryan Tubridy Show with Paddy Power Games. On this week's episode, I caught up with a fellow former Late Show host over the pond, Mr. Conan O'Brien, who's in Ireland shooting something very special. The Ryan Tubridy Show on Virgin Radio. Uh, the man at the end of the phone, standing patiently by, is my favourite TV talk show presenter in American television history, bar none. In fact, as a young student of the business, I sat as a punter in the audience and watched him in full flight. He's also hosting the funniest podcast in town, my favourite go-to comedy podcast uh, called Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. He's a raconteur, he's a wit, he's a sociopath. Conan, good morning. Thank you. You really nailed it with sociopath. <laughs> you called it what it was, and I appreciate that. I, I just wanted to be honest with the listeners, uh, Conan, and uh, we appreciate you coming on the show today. You described uh, in, in a previous podcast uh, John F. Kennedy as Boston's second most famous son after yourself. Uh, thanks for being with us today. How are you? Yes. <laughs> I'm doing well. Uh, I am stopping over in uh, Dublin at the moment, and uh, I I love it here. I've been wandering around because I live in Southern California, and it's so nice to walk around and feel finally like I have the correct uh, amount of color in my skin. It's just like I'm so pale. I'm so very pale in Los Angeles, and here I walk around and I look. I look downright Cuban. You know, it's amazing. <laughs> You've described yourself as well as having, uh, like, I think you, just, you regularly describe yourself as being in appearance as looking like a translucent tall woman. I mean, you're cruel to yourself. Yes. So Well, uh, cruel, but also accurate. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I, uh, it's, it's funny because I was, I thought it was just me that made those jokes, but, um, my son is a big comedy fan and we were watching, uh, we've been watching 30 old episodes of 30 rock recently. And there's an episode where someone says, I think it was the great comedian, Tim Conway is a guest star on the show. And he says, I just ran into Conan O'Brien. Uh, and, uh, he said, who is she and why is she so sad? (laughs) I thought, okay, so it's not just me. (laughs) Somebody got in there ahead of you. Well, I was really gratified to hear from you last night. Tina Fey, Tina, Tina Fey was, I thought I only made these jokes about myself. Uh, and then, uh, Tina Fey did it as well. And I thought, okay, that hurts. It hurts when someone else does it. Self mockery, good. Other people's mockery, hurtful. Yes, exactly. That's how it works. I was I was very happy to hear from you last night to say that you were in Dublin and uh, because we, we've spoken a few times. Weirdly, we haven't met in, in real life, which is completely bonkers because the, the one time you go there, I'm here and you're there. What what are you doing there and, and for how long? Well, uh, I'm working on this show. Uh, I've been working on it for a little while for HBO Max. It's a travel show. And it will probably be out uh, in the spring. It's called Conan O'Brien Must Go. And uh, it is, we're going to drop four episodes uh, in different countries. We were supposed to be done a while ago, but there was a big writer strike in the United States uh, that just ground everything to a halt. So I was supposed to be in, uh, come to Dublin a while ago, but we couldn't because of the writer strike. But now we're back. And so we're here. I'll be here about nine days. We'll shoot. I'll make a fool of myself. 
back in my country of origin, and then we'll go back to Los Angeles and edit it together. And then we'll have all four episodes, I think, sometime this spring. You, the danger for you, I feel, is that you might want to leave because, as you said, you found your meteorological homeland, uh, but also your genetic yes. homeland. Because you're, you, you, you talk about this a lot. You, you are, from your gene pool, close to, what is it, 99% or 100% Irish? It is. Uh, I went to, uh, I, had a, I, I was at a doctor a few years ago, and yeah. he said, you know, he was doing a blood draw, and he said, as a side project, I do genealogy. If you want, I could do basically what they do on 23andMe. So I said, yeah, why not? And he came back and he said, this is quite unusual. You are 100% wow. Irish. Wow. Uh, and I thought that was a compliment, like you scored <laughs> high on a test. So I said, you know, thank you very much. That's, this must be a great, what happens? Do I get a prize? Is yeah. this a good thing? And he said, you idiot, it means you're inbred. And uh, <laughs> it just means that more or less uh, my people left Ireland. We moved to Massachusetts. We moved to one town in central Massachusetts and then married each other for about 150 years. Yeah, and that... I am the product. <laughs> it says, it explains everything. Uh, uh, but without that inbreeding, you wouldn't be it, the man oh, you are, oh. you would, or the woman you are today. I mean, it is extraordinary. <laughs> I know. It's, uh, Listen, I, I I wouldn't change anything. I'd love to have some athletic ability, uh, and but I'd uh, and I'd like it if you couldn't see my veins yes. when I'm just standing there talking to you. Yes. But other than that, I wouldn't change a thing. Uh, we are who we are. We must accept it. But it really does. Yes, you're right. It does answer a lot of questions as to why um, why I chose this profession or why this profession chose me because something. There are crossed wires left and right. For sure. And so uh, you, I'm glad that you, 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 comedy exists. Exactly. And, but there's so much comedy in every Irish household. You talk about your mother and father who are still with us. And you, uh, by that I mean still alive yes. as opposed to in the room. And they are there. Uh, and you refer back to your childhood and you talk about your brother, Neil, in particular. And how it, it is essentially yes. the Hunger Games with crucifixes. <laughs> I've ne- I never just heard it described that way, but that's exactly it. It is, uh, it's funny, The and it still goes on today. I just went home to Boston for Christmas and visited my family, and I'm sitting there at the kitchen table yeah. with my brother, Neil, who's a few years older than I am, and we start going at it the way we did <laughs> in 1970. <laughs> Nothing's changed, and... He doesn't care about anything. I mean, it's, it's all as it should be. He doesn't care about anything I've achieved. It all means nothing to him. It's 1970, and he's going to get me worked up. Uh, and, and then you, you hear the result in the podcast. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes of yours once, because we text a lot, is he said, um, you know, you heard me the way I, I talked to my co-presenters on the program, my assistant Sona. Yeah. And I said, yes, I suppose I'm, uh, I'm kind of passive aggressive. And you wrote back, uh, I'm hearing the aggressive, not so much the passive. And I thought, <laughs> I thought <laughs> that's absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, well, again, back to, back to the gene pool. You know, having watched you uh, pre- present TV all down through the years and, and being uh, I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of, an admirer of yours. And then 
I got stuck into the podcast, which has been my go-to place to keep to, to make me happy. And what I find about listening to you as a broadcaster is that you seem to be unshackled by radio, unshackled by podcast. That you were, you know, seven minutes with Liam Neeson on the TV show was suddenly feels superficial. You've got this lovely hour now where you and Liam Neeson or you and Harrison Ford, whoever it might be, you can have fun together. It breathes. You seem more relaxed. You seem, dare I say it, happier. Yeah, I would say that's a very good observation. I loved doing, I really enjoyed the, the late night show. Mm. Um, but, and, and, and I would say the, the trick is as you, ha- you have to do tight turns and you know this yourself from doing television, you need to, there's someone off camera who's signaling you mm. that you need to get to the Snickers commercial and you can be talking to, you know, one of the great, you can be talking to Anthony Hopkins yes, and someone's in your peripheral vision (laughs) waving at you to wrap it up, get out on a laugh. And uh, so after years and years and years, almost 30 years of doing that to get to be on a show that, that it it really is this fantastic format. The podcast is, uh, I came to it fairly late, but it's such an amazing format because you can just go and you can go down these rabbit holes uh, with people. And it's, you know, we, we just, and what's nice is that it's, I talked to a lot of comedians, but just a few weeks ago, I went to the white house and spoke with president Biden about being Irish. And we had a really lovely chat and then he showed me the oval office and that wouldn't have been possible on a late night show. We couldn't have had that kind of conversation um, it really is a different, uh, you're right. It's very freeing. And I think at this stage of my life, it's the right thing for me to be doing. You, you, uh, you went to a gig with your daughter recently to see, I was asking you last night when we had a quick chat about, have you been to the sphere to see the U2 show? And you said, no, actually you, that you had gone to see Bono's son's band inhaler. Is that right? You, 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 and you, you hung out backstage at that. And, yes. Yeah. I, um, it's it. I went to uh, Outside Lands, which is a. Uh, my daughter is twenty, and she's a big music fan. And for about two or three years now, she's been asking me to take her to these uh, festivals. And so I've been doing it. And then the nice thing is, I get exposed to this music. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, someone of my vintage. I I turned sixty this year. I wouldn't normally be going to Coachella. Uh, or any of these things on my own, because uh, that would look just downright creepy. But um, but I love it. It's it's uh, yeah. If people get suspicious when there's a, a lone sixty year old man wandering around trying to chat up the youngsters. Uh, but she took me to and and I saw all these amazing. You know, she introduced me to a lot of terrific uh, music, and then we went to Outside Lands, and I saw this band I really liked. They were fantastic, called Inhaler. And then the music's over and someone explained to me that, oh, that guy singing who's so fantastic is, uh, is in front of the band is, is Bono's son. Yes. And I had no idea. And so I ended up bumping into them, chatting with them. We said we'd get a Guinness some point. And yeah. then uh, uh, flash forward to me 
getting heading into the airport and seeing them in the distance a few days later. And I screamed at them, you owe me an <laughs> effing Guinness. Uh, so one day I'll get that from in the inhaler owes me a Guinness. You've had a Guinness. They were fan- they're fantastic. Good, good, good. Yeah, they've been on the, the Late Late Show with us down through the years and they're a terrific band with a huge future, as you know. And I'm try- we might try and get to the sphere at some time. So if, if I'm in the in the neighbourhood, either come come along for the ride or we'll meet up and, and I'll buy you, Guinness, if no one else does. Don't worry about that, Conan. Here's my question. What you 2 has famously done the sphere and it's a massive yeah. success. What? How many bands are there in the world that can play the sphere... Do you know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I don't think what I do. If I did the podcast in the sphere, I think it would be a fant- it would be a fantastic waste of the sphere. <laughs> Who can hold? Who's next? Who's going to do it next? I I think the sphere. When I heard about you two doing that, I, I thought, and I think we, that that this is Elvis material and this is the stuff of legend. And there's only once a ti- once in a, in a lifetime or generation comes a U2 or an Elvis or a Sinatra that could hold a sphere yeah. like that. So I don't know who's there. I mean, you'd have to, as I would, ask our daughters and say, like, who's who's running the show here musically? That would that we had to do that. But it, they are just so big. But they're, they're, but the sphere can take them. That that's the thing. They're 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 of they're ginormous. They're they're, they're defying a generation. Yeah, I think you two is going to make it. I, I have. I think they're going to make it. I think they're going to be okay. Someday, someday. I don't worry about them anymore. <laughs> if they keep, if they, I, I love to say keep at it. I was at a years and years ago. I had a party, a Christmas party at my house, and this was at the height of Jim Carrey mania. Yeah. You know, he had he was coming off of his fourth massive hit film, and it was like the Beatles everywhere Jim Carrey went. There was a riot. And he stopped off. This was about five or six years into me hosting the late night show. He stopped off at my Christmas party and my mother was at the Christmas party visiting me in New York. And at one point out of the corner of my eye, I see my mother having a long chat with Jim Carrey and I got nervous. And when the party was over, I said, mom, what were you talking to uh, that man about Jim? And she said, Oh, I was telling him, he told me he's interested that he's uh a comedian. And I told him, well, my son's had his difficulties, but he just keeps at it. And eventually he made it. And if you just keep at it, Jim, you're going to make it too. And I said to her, mom, I want you to go home to Boston and tell everyone you told Jim Carrey to keep at it. And so (laughs) she was was much laughed at for quite a while. That's that's the Irish mother right there described beautifully. Well done, Conan O'Brien. Um, Conan, yes. you've got to join us uh, in real life somewhere. I mean, we'll be back here. We'll be doing the show possibly from um, Dublin in Patrick's Day. I don't know if you have any plans. Maybe nine days in a go is, is, is enough for you at this stage. But someday we'll meet in real life. That's for sure. No, no, no. I'll, I'll, make, it, I'll make it back here or I'll make it to, you know, I'll either get to Dublin or I'll get to, I'll get to London soon. And we will... We'll be in person, and uh, we will cause trouble. It'll be a lot of fun. Okay, sounds good. The, 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 the last thing I need you to do is to say the following line, or something like it, if you could, live on air, which is, this is Conan O'Brien in conversation with Ryan Tuberty. Here we go. All set? You got it. This is Conan O'Brien in conversation 
with Ryan Turbidy. Yeah, that's not bad. Not bad. It, we'll, t- we'll take it. Conan O'Brien, great to talk to you. Thank you for your time today. Do you today. want a different one? Do you want one in character? Do you want one in character? Oh, yes, please. <laughs> okay, we'll see you very, very soon. And thanks no one for, would understand. Thanks, I know, but thanks for joining us today from Dublin. Good luck with the recording. Pleasure to have you on the show today. Yeah, I, uh, take care, Ryan. Thanks so much. We'll see you later. Yes, Bye. You're so good. Thanks a lot. What a nice uh, surprise that was for Conan O'Brien to get in touch with us today and to be on the show with us. Very funny. Listen to his podcast, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. You will not be disappointed. The Ryan Tuberty Show. The Ryan Tuberty Show. On Virgin Radio. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. The Ryan Tubridy Show on Virgin Radio. Now, Leslie's been on to uh, WhatsApp uh, plus double four triple three double zero triple three double zero, where we are encouraging you to leave your voice notes and photographs and messages. But Leslie says, back to work today, listening to you again in the office is great. Loving the music. So feel good on this cold morning. On my visit, uh, sorry, on my list now to visit the Churchill War Rooms, the Cabinet War Rooms as they're, as they're called. Sounds like it's well worth a visit. Well, I was talking about that at the beginning of the show. I went there at the weekend and it was fascinating and well worth a visit. Uh, but I was saying it was dear. It was expensive. It's £32 a head, which seems like quite a lot. Uh, but then you guys have been sending me loads of messages regarding uh, museums all over the country, all over the world to visit and vi- museums that are free of charge or not expensive to visit and uh, therefore much more democratic. And uh, that, that's working for me. Jonathan says, I just wanted to say that I'm really enjoying the show. Well, do you know what? It's, it, that's a clear-cut message and I'm going to take it on the chin and say thank you for listening. How about that? Any voice notes? Shall we, t- shall we take one? Let's do that. Hi, Ryan. It's Kath here in uh, Surrey on a cool January morning and you're cheering us up here on the radio. Um, just had my mother-in-law visiting from Cork last week and I downloaded the app for her because she was listening to your show with me all week last week and really enjoyed it so we're wishing you the best of luck and keep it up you're keeping us all company in this gloomy january weather so thanks ryan take care uh, bye kathy it sounded like i was, I was talking to a friend or, or, or one of my relations just calling and going hi just checking in making sure you're doing okay on the radio mother-in-law thinks you're great download the app for her yeah we, there, i think there's a lot of people uh, who have been downloading the apps for their mothers and fathers. I have to include myself in this mix, um, trying to get that 
technology going on and it's it's worked it, it's worked quite well uh, my mother's an amazing woman she 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 um she came into the the tv show i used to do the late late show once when i had michael buble on and michael buble was in his dressing room and i went down and and i'd met him a few times i said michael it's great to have you back and what have you and he said, great. I said, but I've got to go because my mother's in the green room and I just want to keep her. And he said, your mom's here? And I said, yeah, yeah. He said, can I meet her? This, this, is, the, this is a measure of the man. He's, he's just a very, very cool guy, a real nice guy. And I said, yeah, of course, you know, my mom, yeah, she's, she's, she's fun. So down he comes and I said, mom, this is Michael Blue. And she took his head in her hands and, and, and looked at him and said, it's younger you're getting, Michael. I, 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 like it, well, he was a son-in-law or something like that. And they ended up having the chats for a few minutes and it was it was really, really nice. And then Michael went out on to the show, live show, 200 people in the audience. He's singing his song. His vo- He's got this great lounge voice, as you know. He's singing his song. My mother happened to be in the audience. I've told this story before. I remember when I was finishing up on the show. Mother was in the audience because uh, she likes Michael and Michael was singing. And as I looked up into the audience during the song, 199 of the 200 faces were all looking adoringly at Michael Bublé. I looked into the audience. One was looking at me, my mother. And she was mouthing the words, you're doing great. (laughs) I'd only been doing it for 20 years. The Ryan Tubridy Show. The Ryan Tubridy Show. On Virgin Radio. Text, or should I say the WhatsApp number is, of course, plus double four, treble three, double zero, treble three, double zero. Uh, But now... Without further ado, we have to get keep going with the show. Are we going straight to Andrea? Shall we say hi? Oh, let's do it then. Andrea Cor, good morning. Hi. Good morning. Hi. How, it's good to see you. Can you see me where you are? No, which is not good. This is this is a win. I'm for, alone here. It's a win for me, but I can see, funny enough, I can see you. So we, we have, uh, you very All kindly right. took a Zoom call message from us this morning with about 10 yeah. minutes to go. And still, <laughs> you look amazing. So thanks for doing that. You're a good sport. <laughs> Thank you. How was Not it all? Done. How was it all? We're all, we're on the tenth of January now. Are you are you back in the back in full spirits and full form and good to go for twenty twenty four? Yeah, good to go. I mean, yeah, back to right now. It's back to school routine, basically. Yes. Not very um, glamorous, kind of like most people, most of your listeners, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Good. I. I. You're. You've got two children, um, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And they. Yeah. Uh, how old yeah. are they now? I have uh, Jeannie and Brett and he has just turned 10 and she is 11. And was Jeannie who I met that time in the city centre? That's right. And she yeah, was, a big fan. I was kind of heading into, I just mentioned it on to one of the callers there to O'Donoghue's pub for a uh, just a research mission to check the Guinness. And you were in the <laughs> distance on the street, weren't you, with Jeannie? I was. We, we hollered over at you. <laughs> Bands, get away. And um, anyway, I was all wrapped up in a hat and everything like that. But we still, we accosted you. And you gave her the secret of the toy show. Um, and she kept it. She didn't even tell me. So I was very proud of her. You told her what was going to be the theme. Well, that's um, very few, very few children get to get, get that insight, as you well know. Yeah. Um, so. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, and how, how, is, she, is she a reader? Is she, she seemed like a real smart young lady. So she... Uh, she she's smart. She um uh, reading um she doesn't love it like I do, but um she's uh, into gymnastics and stuff like oh, that. Oh, that's yeah. perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. So she's she's active yeah. and she she'll she'll find yeah. her she'll find her way in that world rather than the nerd yes. the nerd. World. Are you nerdy, Andrea? <laughs> you, I mean, would you describe yourself as this as such a thing? I actually think I am. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, tell me then. Yeah. What, what are you reading at the moment? 
the moment I'm reading um, Thomas Merton, Seven Story Mountain. It's his memoir. And it's amazing. He's just, I find him such an inspiring human being. And, um, and you know, it's, uh, you know, from his story of an ordinary human life yeah. to yeah. becoming the Trappist monk that he did. Um, it's just, I find all his writing amazing. And I just find his his spiritual outlook amazing and and, and really inspiring. Is that what you like to? Is that is that your go to for reading? Do you do you like a crime thriller sometimes, or do you like? No, you know, I like or? both. Like often in the morning, I start with something kind of spiritual, and then I'll move to like I just finished. Um, I know a lot of people read this already, and like I see feel like I'm late to the table, but yeah. Maggie O'Farrell's The Mar- Marriage Portrait. Yes. And I loved that, really loved it. So um, I, I kind of go go into both worlds, if you know what I mean. And just to yeah. go back to the one that you're reading about the American Trappist monk, I'm not familiar with this story because, it, but but it sounds fascinating. I think you'd be really interested. Really? What, what's the, yeah. gist, the gist of it? So look, Thomas Merton, I mean, he was, he was the, he's the monk and, you know, uh, yeah. Trappist monk, monk, I think that's what he went into. Um, he is the one that wrote No Man is an Island. Oh, OK. Which is an amazing book. So they wrote really, really, you know, even if you're not Catholic or that in that way inclined, yeah. or even in any way Christian, um, they are, you know, as self-help as Eckhart Tolle would be, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and... Uh, yeah, real beautiful insights to people. You know, it's like there, there's one where he has this moment of revelation on a, um, look, he had an, or, an ordinary life. What yeah. kind of ordinary? His parents were artists and his dad was an artist anyway, moved around a lot, but went to Cambridge. You know, it seems that he was like in the whole, there's a lot of stories of him being, well, there's one story of him that I think we both could relate to yeah. being up, still up early in the morning, having had a late night and... <laughs> That horrible feeling when people are getting on with their day, going to work, and and he he's at this bus stop. Anyway, so I think I've given you the picture there that yes. he was living an ordinary, an ordinary, you know what he would call it. I don't know, was sinful as far as he's concerned. Anyway, um, existence. He didn't have any faith at that time. Anyway, so that's why it really is inspiring. He didn't come from a you know religious background or a thing of faith. But um, yeah, so the story is that there's one moment, there's a thing that I heard from somebody recently that where, and I got the quote, where he has this moment of revelation on the streets. And I feel like in these times where it is so, all we see is how awful we are as human beings, you know, when, when we have beautiful encounters, a lot of us every day with yeah. strangers, you know. He has this moment of revelation on a street like it's on the corner of Maine and somewhere or something like this. And he says, um, and it was like he got this overwhelming feeling of love and light and looking at people and seeing them as seeing the essence of them and their soul and how beautiful they really were. Everybody having such love for them. Um, It just must have been kind of one of these illuminating moments anyway but that you know I just feel in times where we keep getting bombarded with the opposite yeah. with how awful we are um, 
that that it's this it's these moments that I want to, I want to read about and and I love that and it, it, it inspired may, by exactly because there's there's so much relentless bad news and it is awful and it's not that we should be ignoring yeah. it but. Gosh, no. there's, there's only so much we can, you know, handle or or, or let in. But uh, I'll keep an eye. I'm going to pick that up, that book up, and I'll talk. Yeah, to you later. I think we always have to hope and pray and see the good. Yeah, and and find the good. Yeah, you know, and I think that that's, you know, I don't think there's, it's there's no despair when there's hope, you know, and there always has to be, you know. So I feel we can't despair of ourselves. In fact, try and see the best in ourselves That's and each sure. other. That's for sure. I love that. Hope yeah. hope is is, uh, is is springs eternal. We uh, uh, Getting away from that for a moment, Andrea, uh, Tom has been on to say, tell her, tell her we miss her from McManus's pub where you used to work. <laughs> what are your recollections of working in the pub? Oh, brilliant recollections. To be honest, I would have done that for free. I loved that job. Um, uh uh, yeah, like we started started working in the pub, obviously pulling pints and all that kind of thing. But we had, and it was our auntie's pub, and there was music and all of that, right? So there was a lot of stuff that led to yeah. where where we were going in life. Yeah. But then, but at the same time, it just we did such crack together, and it was such. I feel a, a real education as well yeah. on on for a young woman getting to know how to handle yourself around boozy men. <laughs> <laughs> Things have come in handy over the years. I love that. Imagine your dad. Now, girls, this is this is prep for life. All right, so get busy pulling the pints because this is what they're all like. <laughs> when inebriated. When inebriated, yeah. and sometimes when sober, they're out there too. Those creatures. Yeah. You know, it's it funny. Depends. I always encourage my own daughters to to get a job in retail because very quickly you get to realise what the human race is like. There are people who are beautiful, and there are the ignorant, and there are the kind, and there are the the awful. And you know, when you work in a pub or a restaurant or whatever it might be, yeah. you get to see it all before you, you know. You, you could go to college for a hundred years and still not understand humanity, but you work in a shop yeah. or a bar, you get to see it all. Yeah, it's great. And I, I love people watching. So it was an ideal scenario for me. Yeah. Uh, music wise, what's happening? Uh, gigs wise, recording yeah. wise? Tell, give us the latest. Well, we we actually at the end of the year last year, we went over to uh, we were we started in Jakarta, the course, and we did a tour uh, Indonesia. Wow. We did Manila then and then around Australia and finished in New Zealand. So that only finished in the middle of November and we hadn't been out on tour in a lot of years, well, since 2017. But it was amazing. We had an amazing response um, and it kind of did rekindle that fire, you know, the love for our songs um, yeah. all over the world and and still is, uh, it was, it was love. It was really great. We had a great, great time. So I think, I think we probably will, and we're very likely to do more of that, um, and probably closer to home. What what uh, part of the world are the cores most loved? I mean, if you can tell by sales or Instagram posts or what have you, what what are what, what are they telling you? Well, they love us in the Philippines. They really do. Great. We had like two amazing nights there, you know, and and we could have done more. They really, you know, they just. Uh, it's 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 incredible audience, right. um, but as was Indonesia and and then Australia was one of the first like, <laughs> along with Ireland, Ireland and Australia for for our music they they took to us first, uh, um, so and uh, like I remember going there our, uh, the first time and 
I would like get to the hotel and I'm like washing my hair or doing whatever I do. And then I hear in the radio. And so the calls are in town and I, I <laughs> what? <laughs> Am I hearing it? So, um, yeah, yeah. So, so there's real um, kind of almost pivotal moments in our lives and career um, that, that, uh, that we're in Australia. I don't know what age you are. So let's move on to the next question. I, I think uh, when when I say that, because <laughs> I don't know what age you are. What, what's that about? <laughs> so, uh, the reason I'm saying that is because I don't know if you're at a significant point in your life or not. And I'm too. I uh, am. Yes. Go on. Very significant. When? I'm 30. No, I'm not. <laughs> when, are you, when, are you, when are you 40? I'm 50 this when? year. When? when? What, what's your birthday? May 17th. Oh, I'm a May baby. So two May babies. Excellent. I'm a year ahead of you. So all I'll tell you is it can be bumpy, but it ends well. <laughs> does it end? <laughs> the year does eventually. So you'll get there. I mean, obviously, you know, I, I could be here for an hour and a half telling you that you don't look it, but here we are. And how do you feel about turning 50? Are you worried? Do you care? Uh, no, I'm not worried. I like I. I um, it seems strange. I think like everybody, uh, it like it does to them. I still feel like I'm I'm a girl. Um, but uh, uh, let me see. What does it feel? No, in a lot of ways, there's a bit of relief with it. Yeah, I think it's kind of hard to be young. It's hard to be. <laughs> it is. You know, I, it's kind of hard to be young and and that pressure on. A lot of pressure, and I so I feel I I'm going to embrace, hopefully, the lack of, you know, there's there's a side of you that almost needs to be, you need to prove, mm. um. Whereas I don't feel I have to do that anymore. I feel I'm me, and if you don't like it, well then turn turn the TV off. That's <laughs> Whatever, great. You that know is, what I mean? It's I, okay. It, it it that is perfect. As I say, as I already said today to to Mira outside, she we were talking. I said, "This is all I got for you. You know, I'm nothing. I'm nothing else. <laughs> this is it. This is it." That's, and she walked away. She walked away, and over her shoulder, she said, "Just ask her what her beauty tips are." I said, "I can't ask that question. I, that's ridiculous." But I will ask you. What's what's your beauty yes. secret? What what do you do to keep looking good and feeling good about yourself? Do you do do you exercise? Do you have a, I do. A, yeah, I do now. I do. I I do. I actually do do weights. <laughs> yeah, you're doing. Yeah, you're doing the lifts. It's a big side for me. No, I do. Like I do go to the gym and do that with the uh, trainer, and I do yoga, and I walk, and um, so I do a lot more than I used to. Yeah. Um, I uh, and then I just I suppose I I use a lot of moisturizer. I'm probably gone far too far. I suppose that's on the skin. That's really probably what. Yeah, that's what I do. That's it. That, but that, that's a straight shoot, straight question. And then, so it sounds like to me, I, I'm loving your vibe today because I think you're you just found that that point where, you, as you say, you're touching fifty, where you think, okay, you, you were reminiscing really nicely about McManus's pub and saying that there were some of the happy days of your life. I was getting Citizen Kane, Rosebud vibes there as well. <laughs> and then your tour, and then the, the 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 expectations of being young and having to look a certain way and sound away a certain way and feel a certain way. And I'm sure oh. there were points in your music career where you're just thinking, God, do I have to do this and what have you. But now you're probably hitting that lovely moment, especially after Indonesia, where you're going, yeah, I'm happy with who I am. I'm happy with what I, what I do and how I feel. Um, uh, spiritually and intellectually and emotionally and I'm ready to go out and, and, and just give it another go and have fun 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it's, you know, that's one of the things as well about when we went on to the tour. Hmm. All those years ago, when we made these songs, you're trying to promote them as well. So we'd be promoting during the day and then getting on the stage at night. And whereas now, it's so, now you get, actually get to enjoy the songs and go, oh, and and you don't need to try and sell them. Yeah. They already love them. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, so yeah, it, it's, it, it is, it's, it's it's a good time, yeah. Let's let's leave it at that. It's an upbeat, positive yeah. note, and and I'm so grateful to you because you're you're just a, you're good. As I, I'll say it again, you're a good egg. Uh, you're a kind person. <laughs> I love hanging out with you whenever we have done so. It always ends in likewise. It always ends in boldness and mischief, and that's uh, <laughs> that's what the world needs more of. That's for sure. Andrea Core, what a pleasure to talk to you. Best to you. Love to your family. See you soon. Thank you. Bye. That's Andrea Court joining us in, uh, by Zoom as it happens. So the lads, Ben and the guys, will be able to put that in Kedge. They'll put that up on uh, social, no doubt. But she's a delightful person and always a pleasure to talk to. Uh, and very good of her to join us this morning. The Ryan Tuberty Show on Virgin Radio. Now, uh, Ricky Wilson was was here yesterday uh, and the other day and he was, he was labelling everything he, my headphones my personal headphones he labelled them left and right and I, I said who's, who's, is there somebody paid to go around labelling things and then the little post shelves put all the names of the presenters he labelled and somebody said no that's Ricky I said why so anyway he was here yesterday I had the chance to ask him what are you doing and why are you doing it and uh, he presents the, of course the drive time show here uh, in this part of the world and um he said, I got this for Christmas, this labelling machine. You know the old where you did the little black strips and you kind of punch in the letters? Like it's something out of the 80s. And he said, I always wanted one. I thought, God, what simple uh, joys in life. And because he got it, he had to use it. So he's been going around everywhere in the office. So we, I, 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 we, I had to show you this. So I, I videoed, or whatever you did on, on Instagram, did an Insta a reel for, for you there. You can check it out with uh, Ricky very kindly. And very proudly showing off his new toy, and uh, you can check it out there. It's on on the um, on Insta Tuberty. You'll see it there, or indeed the Virgin Radio. It's it's there. How, how, you'll ex- it'll explain everything. And Sharon, who's who saw the Insta reel already, says, "OMG, looking! I'm looking for something to make labels with." And then you pop up with this, and I've just ordered it. And we weren't trying to flog anything. I was simply saying, "This is what it is," but this is what he wanted. And now Sharon has ordered. They'll probably be sitting there in the in, in the label company with these things going we, we've got a 400 boxes of these things can't get rid of them and then Ricky comes in does a little reel and people like Sharon now they're going Geez, we, 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 get, we better get more more of these 80s label machines utterly un, unlikely the dad jokes I'm enjoying tremendously even if they are dark like uh, did you hear about the cartoonist found dead at his home details are sketchy I'm not it's not, it's not, I'm not it's, it's definitely not worth it it's not we're not quite there Okay, you guys decide what if it's worth it, right? Uh, what's ET short for? Because he's only got little legs. I mean, I thought that was good. Uh, I went to a seafood disco last week. Pulled a muscle. Come on, that, that, come on, gotta go. I'll do. I'll do two more, and then I'll stop. Okay, because I'm. I am enjoying the dad jokes. Um, I fear for the calendar. Its days are numbered. Oh yeah, right. Is that a good thing or if it gets that? Is that a? Is that's a positive. I see. Okay, so silence. So si- silence is worse. Okay. Uh, did you hear about the hungry clock? It went back for seconds. Oh, nice. Uh, an invisible man married an invisible woman. The kids were nothing to look at. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Uh, I gave away. I gave away all my used batteries today, free of charge. <laughs> 
<laughs> Come on, nothing. Oh God, deathly silence. Okay, one more. Um, uh, let's see. Did you hear? Uh, did you hear about the giant who threw up? It's all over town. You've got it. You got to give it some credit. Uh, these are great. Keep them coming. I'm enjoying them tremendously. They're awful. I love them. This is the Ryan Tuberty Show on Virgin Radio. Virgin Radio. Thanks for listening to the Ryan Tuberty Show. Catch you next week. The Ryan Tuberty Show on Virgin Radio. Virgin Radio. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.